Hello, and welcome to Challenging Your Health Mindset. This podcast is produced and presented by Liberty University's Student Health Center and Wellness Initiatives Department. Hello and welcome back. I'm so glad to have my good friend, Walter Virgil, with me this morning. Uh, This is season five, episode four, and we're going to be talking about uh, career development and job search, which is part of our occupational wellness Mm -hmm. dimension. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm just delighted to have you here with me this morning, sir. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Oh, oh, um, I love the Lord. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that frames out just kind of where I am right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that, uh, um, my life is one of transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my background is I was, a, I was an athlete and I thought that my life was going to take me to professional sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but once an injury kind of brought it into that, I had to discover who I was going to be. Outside of athletics. Be, because, you know, within that space, you kind of understand what that looks like to be sure. an influencer and, you know, making a whole bunch of money and everybody kind of trying to uh, get close to you and sure. having to manage that. But now what happens when there's no one applauding, there's no one mm-hmm. looking for you, there's no one, you know, uh, uh, looking to grab a hold of your skill set and, and you haven't taken the time to develop a skill set. Yeah. And, uh, and and that was a place where I was. It was very dark, and I was blessed to come in contact with um, a pastor mm-hmm. that that saw more to me than what I saw in myself and was gracious enough to disciple me. Mm-hmm. And during that process, I had an opportunity to learn that I had a unique skill set to connect people um, with resources. Mm-hmm. And that turned into a really interesting um, professional journey. Mm. and serving individuals primarily out of Section 8 and low-income housing communities mm-hmm. and connecting them with resources within the human uh, the human service organization community and um, then uh, kind of took off to me being a director over a, um, a program through a local nonprofit, Interfaith Outreach Association, yeah. where I went to local jails and connected people to the resources on the outside to ensure that they successfully connected um, to the community and and didn't go back into the system. Sure. And uh, and just that became the process of just kind of what 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 made me valuable in a mm-hmm. bunch of different spaces, and uh, and and even into uh, aspiring into a vice president of business development for a talent acquisition agency, sure. where my skill set was understanding what various different clients or companies were looking for for some of the vacancies that they had, and being able to. Uh, find those individuals that met the needs that they were looking for sure. and being able to coach those prospects. Workforce development. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, um, and yeah, and so a bunch of different things uh, kind of uh, just naturally progressed out of that. I ran for city council here in the city I, of Lynchburg. I remember. Um, but I'm a husband, I'm a dad, and uh, I'm an elder in the Lord's Church and um, ushering people into purpose. Yeah, and finding practical opportunities for them to be able to uh, work in their strengths and their gifts is a big part of my life, and so I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about today. And, and that's why you're here, my friend. Well, praise God. You praise have God. testimony. God has worked in your life. I've I've seen a lot of God's hand and His movement in your life, wow. and 
those the mm. uh, those children you have, man. Mm-hmm. A beautiful little girl and a handsome young man. Uh, You are blessed. And there's a future for them. Mm. And uh, right now I want to help our listeners Mm. who are looking to transition from collegiate life to a professional life. What does it look like uh, to be an entrepreneur or even hire somebody because when we talk about occupational wellness, it's not only go out and get a job, mm-hmm. it's providing jobs as well yeah. for those who are gifted and talented to do so. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to know, what advice do you have for someone who's starting their job search for the very first time? Mm. I, I think the number one thing is to be uh, familiar and acquainted with yourself. Hmm. How so? Um, I, I think for an individual to be aware of their strengths. Okay. Um, uh, from from just a practical standpoint, you know, um, are, are are you just a very organized person? Yeah. You know, um, are do you do you thrive off of being in environments where you get to interact with people? Yeah. Um, are you friendly? Yeah. Um, uh, do do you write well? Mm. Um, you know, just those types of, just those types of things, you know, your, those, those strengths, what, what, what does that look like? What do you have to offer? And, and, and I think also what direction do you want to go in? Okay. Because, because I think that once you, once you become acquainted with yourself and you realize that there's a unique calling on your life and, and God has given you a unique vision, Mm -hmm. um, you should be intentionally working towards that. Mm -hmm. You know, of of course, you know, if God showed you that you're going to be opening up villages all throughout, you know, um, sub-Saharan Africa, Mm -hmm. you know, that's probably not going to be the very next move after graduation. Right. But you can be working intentionally in that direction, mm-hmm. acquiring experience, yeah. acquiring f- uh, a further development to your skill set, and so on and so forth. And so I think that once you're aware of your skills, once you're aware of what you have to offer, mm-hmm. once you're aware of the direction that you're being called in, you can make very informed decisions as to what the next move looks like mm-hmm. that puts you in the right direction. I I love the uh, example you gave. You don't have to uh, have the idea the day of graduation how you're going to get to the uh, Saharan Desert. Yeah, yeah. But you also should have a mentor. Oh, oh. Having a mentor, someone who's already done it, is beneficial and it helps save so much time would you agree in in so many different ways just like i shared just briefly in just the brief testimony that i shared mm-hmm. um my mentor my spiritual leader was instrumental uh in 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 really every phase of my life i think i'm blessed because um seldom do individuals have mentors that journey with them mm-hmm. for 15 years right right I, i've been blessed you know sometimes individuals have mentors that are seasonal. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've been blessed that I had a mentor that was able to transition with me from season to season. That's a blessing. And and, and I think that, you know, a mentor uh, on the front end is a sounding board, mm-hmm. but also a mentor is someone that can receive intimate disclosures mm-hmm. about your fears, about your doubts, mm-hmm. also about your aspirations and what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes as a young person, you're so close 
up on your own life mm -hmm. that you don't have the luxury of pulling back and seeing a much bigger picture. Sure. But journeying with someone that's already went along that way mm -hmm. and that have been intimately connected with your details, they have the ability to, to, to kind of be more so in a balcony and they can look beyond your current challenge. Mm -hmm. And, and I think when you have those types of people in your life, Proverbs 15.22 says something that really has guided my life. Mm -hmm. And it communicates that um, purposes are established in a multitude of counselors, oh, of yeah. wise counselors. Wise. Um, but purposes are disappointed with a lack of counsel. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I've taken that to heart and surrounded myself with, with individuals who the Lord has been able to deem to be wise counselors and having them involved in my decision-making processes mm -hmm. and what I'm considering. And a lot of times they're able to project way well beyond where I currently am. Yeah. And with that knowledge and wisdom, I'm able to navigate in, in my right now situation with a wisdom that goes beyond my own capacity. Yeah. And it is uh, rendered huge dividends for me. Absolutely. Listen, I, uh, I talk a lot about, or uh, I think, God has given me uh, exceptional insight hmm. on the intersectionality of spirituality and well-being mm -hmm. and that every core value of who you are as an individual affects every other dimension of your life or every other area of your life. And what I hear you talking about so much about spiritual guidance and mentorship and somebody invested in you is a commitment. Yes. A commitment. Mm -hmm. For someone to uh, be able to have the ability to speak into your life and to uh, guide you and sometimes just listen to you. Yeah. You know, we just want to be heard. And, and, and the important part about that is because sometimes you don't need anyone to give you any type of insight or advice. Sometimes you just need to listen to yourself. And then you listen to yourself. It's like, hold up. That didn't even sound right. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's off. Like, you know what? No, I've just course corrected right. within myself based upon what I just heard myself say. Sure. And and that's when you know that that you're growing. That's mm. when you know that you're developing when you can just listen to yourself. And but a lot of times that is the byproduct of having awesome authorized voices in your life. That's good. Because you begin to internalize that counsel. And in your pursuit of being spirit-led and being spirit-filled, now the voice of the Lord is a very real thing on the mm -hmm. inside of your life. Mm -hmm. And so now you have an internal counselor, an internal advisor. And when the voice of that internal counselor begins to become amplified in your ear as a young person, you have an unmatched advantage Absolutely. in every situation that you go into. Even on a job interview. Oh, Oh, <laughs> so how how do you prepare, or how do you suggest people that you help coach uh, to prepare for a job interview? First off, you need to prepare for a job interview. It, it's, Say it's, it ain't so. Yeah, no, you you. So some people just feel like uh, because they are amazing and they are so confident in themselves. Oh, oh my goodness! That that if they just bring their best self. <laughs> that that's going to accomplish mm -hmm. the objective and get them the job. Yeah. Um, I think that in preparation for the job interview, you need to do your due diligence to understand mm -hmm. who is this organization? Mm. What are their missions? What are their values? And if you really just investigate their initial homepage and you want to go to the about page because you want to see their vision, their mission, mm -hmm. to see if it falls in alignment 
with your own personal mission. Mm-hmm. Pause. You need to have a personal vi- a mission and yeah. a vision for your life. Yeah. If not, you're just open to anything. And anything will get you there. Exactly. But you having your own personal mission and vision centers yourself. And so now you're aware of what outside missions fall in alignment with you. And those are the spaces that you need to be considering. Mm -hmm. So when you observe their about page, you see their mission, you see their vision, you see the work that they're doing. You should find some symmetry Mm -hmm. with yourself in that. And now as you begin to align with those things, you can connect better. Oh, my goodness. So now when you do come into the interview, Mm -hmm. you're aware of who the leadership of, of the organization happens to be. Because they should have pictures with their names and their titles mm-hmm. so that if you walk into the building, that person may not be in the room. But, but you can identify. But you may not know. You might be getting coffee right. with the COO of the organization. Sure. And that might be an opportunity for you to introduce yourself because it will be impressive that you even knew who that individual was yeah. coming in. I, I could go on a whole rabbit trail about, yeah. about that. But when you come into the room mm-hmm. with whomever's on the panel, mm-hmm. you're able to utilize hot terms that you Mm. see leveraged within their mission, their vision, and how they communicate. You're going to see that there are certain terms that they leverage that are reflective of their core values, of their core principles. And I think the moment that you can begin to use the language that they use and to be able to show how that has some type of meaning within you and how you already feel connected to the work, what that does for the people on the other side of the table is it, it, it forces them to lean into you a little bit more because they're listening to you and they're sharing with each other. They get it. Mm-hmm. They understand. I don't have to train this one in our philosophy. It, it, they embody it already. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. That's what gives an individual the advantage, even if they have less experience than another candidate. Mm-hmm. If someone comes across my desk, because at one point in time, um, as a VP of business development and as and as a, a COO of a talent acquisition agency, mm-hmm. it was my job to be able to see who was the best fit for some of the clients that we were, you know, Supporting. hiring for, mm-hmm. and and to hear certain individuals utilize the terminology, make the correlation between the organization's mission and their own personal mission and values. I realize you're going to be a good fit. Mm-hmm. And so that's what individuals are looking for. That's amazing. Because sometimes organizations aren't looking for an individual with 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 a surplus of experience doing similar work before another organization because they see it being even more challenging to deconstruct the way in which you did it over there and then now reprogram you to learn how to do it for us. And so sometimes that level of experience can really work against you if if you don't really internalize the values of the company you're currently interviewing for. That's amazing. So your current role at Liberty Mm -hmm. is what? Um, I'm director of strategic projects and alliances here at the university through the division of inclusion, diversity, and equity. Wow. So as we're in uh, Black History Month, Mm -hmm. and uh, I have a proud connection and heritage Uh in uh, people of African descent uh-huh. who happen to be black in America. Yes. So tell me, how important is uh, inclusion, diversity, and equity in American culture, or occupational wellness culture, or just in existence? I, I, I think it's imperative. You know, we begin to talk about um, here at Liberty University, we lead with, with inclusion. 
Yes. And and when we talk about I- inclusion, essentially the word that I see in there is is included. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there there's space for there's space for you in the midst of the work. Sure. Um, and, and I think that regardless of what space you step into, um, those terms can mean something different. Mm-hmm. Here at Liberty University, uh, the core of everything we do here is that there has to be a biblical premise Absolutely. for it. And and the lens that we look at things through are through a biblical mm-hmm. worldview. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so um, for, for us, realizing that individuals from every nation, yeah. um, every creed, every cultural background, mm-hmm. um, that regardless of what that looks like, there's space here. I think it was yeah. phenomenal when I came and I learned about um, Dr. Dr. Farwell Sr.'s vision for uh, training champions for, for Christ mm-hmm. from every nation. Right. And right. the objective was like, no, no, no. We want every nation on the earth to, to be, be represented, represented here, right. to be impacted and empowered to mm-hmm. learn what their true purpose is yeah. and what the Lord wants to do with their gifts and not keep them all here in Lynchburg, Virginia. That's right. But to release them back out into their communities mm-hmm. so they can begin to impact their communities for the Lord. Absolutely. In their own unique way. And that's what I love about uh, Dr. Falwell. I called him Dad Falwell. Oh, man. And uh, he used to tell me all the time, Keith, uh, vote your convictions, mm. be who God created you to be, mm. and you don't have to be small for anyone else. Wow. And and just, just encouraging me mm. to be okay with who I am mm. as an individual helps me or enables me to see other people oh. for their individual mm. self mm. because I don't have to diminish another in mm. order to feel better about myself. And that's... That's what I think the uh, helps a team. Uh, I have 15 years prior service in the military, okay. and everyone on our team had some nuance, mm. some characteristics, some mm. individuality mm. that at times we highlighted those differences. Yeah, yeah. But when it came down to doing the mission, yeah, we all blended to become one army. And and I think that's the most important thing. Um, because I think now there's there's so many different connotations connected to those terms, mm-hmm. inclusion, diversity, and equity. Right. Um, for for a bunch of obvious reasons, but I think to be able to simplify it, I think being able to see that there's an inherent value yeah. in every individual. Sure. And and I think in 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 engaging someone, realizing that hold up, first of all, they have a journey that has brought them to this point. Absolutely. That. Um, that is interesting, mm-hmm. and I want to just understand where you come from. What, what was That's your background? It. What were your dynamics? You know that that you had to maneuver through to even make it here. Right. Because in me understanding that, it allows me to even place that much more value in the fact that you survived whatever you had to go through. Exactly. You triumphed yes. over whatever it is that you were faced with. And for the fact that you're here right now is miraculous. Mm-hmm. And so now anything that's accomplished from this point on, come on, is 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 amazing. And and now I get to do life with you and to celebrate. And I share in uh, that. I, I get to share in your victories. Exactly. You know. And so I think that it adds value to mm-hmm. to the relational dynamic of any workspace when people have a vested interest in each other and yeah. aware of where they have come from Absolutely. and where they are and where they desire to go. And so it just it it just adds nothing but just a greater level of value than just than than this just transactional experience of being able to meet this objective that's connected to an organization. Mm-hmm. But it be but but 
you do life with people. Oh my goodness! And and there's this there's there's this beautiful um, uh, 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 weaving of fabrics that happens. Mm-hmm. You know, when I learn your story, you learn my story. I'm aware yeah. of your challenge. You're aware of my mm-hmm. challenges. And now when we come together with an assignment, there's a greater level of commitment that Absolutely. we have to one another to Absolutely. be able to meet an objective and a goal. And so I think mm-hmm. that's phenomenal. A three-strand cord is not come easily on. broken. Come on. And so when we can identify and then unite, hmm. I think uh, we we strengthen the fibers of an institution or company and knowing how to inspire people because hmm. we're not just talking about occupational wellness to go and work for someone, yeah. but in leading others, uh, leading out of authority and fear will get you some results, but leading out of inspiration will help you maximize oh my the goodness. potential oh my that you have in a workforce. Listen, we can go on oh my forever and ever, oh my but goodness. I, I want to know, how can individuals be more inclusive in their personal and maybe even their professional lives? How do you see being practical in that regard? No, I, I, I think it revolves back to what we initially kind of begun talking about, and that's taking a vested interest in the people that you come in contact with mm-hmm. as it pertains to learning their stories. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's really that simplistic, you know, like just really inquiring, like, yo, like, where are you from? Mm. You know, and listen. Yeah, just just where are you from? Yeah. Because so often everybody is so committed to um checking off their own individual boxes. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 for that reason, it very seldom do people get an opportunity to really tell their story. Sure. Um, so when you actually inquire of mm. someone's story, it's like Hold up, you really want to know my story? Are you interested? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, no, I, I, I want to make this setting about you. Yeah. Because I really want to know. Here's your moment. And, and and I think that when you lead in that regard from a personal standpoint, and that's real, mm-hmm. um, that transcends into every space of your life. Sure. And so now when you begin to conduct business and you're in a professional space. Absolutely. And, and you now have that same ability to really inquire mm-hmm. of an individual as to what's important to you. What are your values? Like, mm-hmm. what what is your vision? What do you see for your life? Sure. You know, and you can begin to understand those things. Mm-hmm. You can now be that much more intentional with with any future engagements with that individual. Mm-hmm. And and that distinguishes you among everybody else. And and I think that that, that right there tends to be one of the primary catalysts that that produces favor yes when somebody thinks about you automatically like you know what no i'm gonna reach back out to them they're looking at all these emails but then they see (laughs) your name pop up right you know that no they're going to respond to you when when i call somebody that i know is busy you know there's something about the relational dynamic that we've developed Mm -hmm. that when they see my number my name pop up they answer the phone for me absolutely you know and so um I, i think that when you take just that very simple approach and being relational, and being relational, being allowing it to be one-sided and really about that other person. That's amazing. Um, you 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 really begin to see that it'll produce all types of uh, unique fruit. Well, listen, you're gonna come back. We're we're gonna have another time with you. I'm with it. But I want to know before we sign off for today, mm-hmm. what three takeaways do you have for our listening audience? Um, a knowledge of self. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a knowledge of where God is calling you mm-hmm. and um, due diligence regarding the opportunities that are in front of you. Mm. Um, whether that be a person, mm-hmm. interaction, mm-hmm. or a potential job opportunity. Yeah, do what, your research. Whatever it is, do your due diligence there. But before you get there, do your due diligence internally. Mm-hmm. I, I think above all, being so aware of yourself, um, the authority figures that you've established in your life to be able to help govern yourself, mm-hmm. and and the God that you glorify and that you choose to worship, because in that intrinsic space mm-hmm. is is where the gold is, is is where the most important things, the most important questions are being answered. So wherever you go, you're coming shining. Mm. You're coming into a space with a revelation of who you are, what you have to offer, and the sacrifices that you're prepared to make. That within itself is golden now more than ever when this job market is wild. There's a whole bunch of uh, vacancies all over the place. And people are just looking for quality people that are sure of themselves and aware of what they can bring to a situation. Um, I I think that if if you kind of focus on those three things, the intrinsic thing, the people that are around you, doing your due diligence concerning the opportunities that you're looking to actually engage, um, you're going to have a really unique advantage. Man. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having this me. is Mr. Walter Virgil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, we'll do it again sometime. Yes, yes, yes.